Welcome to the Fly Fishing Insider Podcast, where each week we speak with brands, icons, innovators, and trailblazers within the fly fishing industry, exploring both the successes and failures they've encountered along the way to become who they are today. But first, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast or joined our email list, please do so by going to the Fly Fisher Insider Podcast.com, where you can also find us on Instagram at Fly Fisher Insider Podcast. Now let's begin. Welcome to the Fly Fishing Insider Podcast. Today our guest is Sven Diesel, who's an Instagram fly tire, well-known fly tire in the fly tying community. So Sven, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, no worries. We're kind of excited that you're here. I know uh, we've been trying to make this work for a while, so here we are. We're making it work, um, given our schedules and everything. So before I get into everything, how are you guys doing? How are you and your family doing? You guys are staying safe, I hope. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, you know, that's why it's been so difficult is uh, the kids are uh, busy with baseball, daughters and dance. And so I think this is the only night we don't have something from when did we start trying to do this back in June until you know the it, stars so. have aligned. We're talking. So Yeah, exactly. That's how it works in the podcast world. So, you know, before we get into like everything you're doing that everyone sort of knows you for mostly. And for those that don't know you, they're going to know you. Walk me through or, or take me back to how you got into fly fishing and fly tying more so like on the level that you're at uh so i got into fly fishing let's see i was in college and i dated this girl and i went up to meet her parents and her dad was some avid fly fisherman and he wanted to take me on the river to get to know me better and so i went and hooked into a probably a six and a half inch uh, brook trout and it was probably the most fun i've ever had in my entire life um i ended up breaking up with the girl shortly thereafter but a few weeks later, I was walking the aisles of Costco, and they had a waiter fly rod set for like 60 bucks. And I was like, done. I'm going to try it out. So I uh, pretty much fished all that summer on a river kind of close to my house. And then uh, due to an injury, I got out of it and then got back into it about four years ago, five years ago maybe. Wow. And figured fly tying just like everyone else is a better way to understand the bugs but instead i fell in love with the craft of fastening synthetic or natural materials to hook shanks it's super addicting sometimes i'll enjoy it more than fly fishing itself which is sad to say but um if you would have asked me five years ago that i'd be a fly tire i would have laughed in your face because that is nowhere near where i thought i would be in my life at this point so it is funny you mentioned the, the, that uh, you're just a fly tire. I do want to get back to, you know, by the way, thank you, Costco, for getting me into this. But really quickly, it's funny that <laughs> <laughs> the 60 buck combo, you can't go wrong, right? Um, yeah, I still have those waders and rods. Were they were so. they waders or were they neoprenes? Um, they were actually waders. They yeah. had neoprene boots, but uh, booties. So I had to go and buy, I had to go to Cabela's at the time and find some fly fishing boots. And that's what actually led to the injury because I went with the cheapest pair I could find. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. See the backstories. You know, um, you mentioned the fly tying and that's kind of where I want to go right now is like, you you know, you're not just a fly tire. Like you're probably one of the the top guys in the in their game, especially 
and and not just that you also you're very good at educating people and and whatnot so you you talk about those five years ago you know you if i asked you would you be into fly tying you'd say probably not and you'd laugh in our face i mean you've built up quite the the empire of fly tying i mean everyone that's a tire would probably know you if they don't, they're going to know you after this. I show. don't know if I'd say that. I just, I just have fun. I mean, there's, there's and, like, I don't consider, I, I just have fun with it. Um, and it's interesting that people want to follow along my journey. But uh, I think that I've heard this from more than a few people, but my personal motto is I do it for me. Yeah. Um, so any post I do, it's for nobody else other than to document my journey. So, I like that. If I don't want to do something, I don't do it. And if I want to do something, I do it. So That's awesome. Words to live by for sure. When we talk about your flies. Yeah, like, but I mean, there's, there's, what's that? there's a lot more. I mean, I, I consider myself a small portion. I mean, I don't even think I, I laugh. I, I don't say I laugh at it, but I don't understand why people follow me. I mean, there's a lot of other tires out there. Way better, way more educational. Um, but I think I just do a little bit of fun on the side with it. So. You know what? And that's exactly it. If we're going to, if we're going to call a spade a spade and we're, you know, we're sitting here talking, I mean, for sure, it's because you resonate with your audience is because you bring that fun element into it and you're, you know, on everyone's playing field. Everyone can kind of relate to well, and fly it. Fly tying you know? is fun. And that's like, what, and that's it's just so it. fun. Yeah. And fly time. Fly fishing's fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a rush. Yeah, like we are a community and that's what the community does is we build each other up and support each other. And that's why you've become, you know, a, a big reason. Oh, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure. And the more you contribute to the community, it's almost like the more you get out of it. You betcha, 100%. It's, it's just like I, I feel so blessed uh, for everything that I have or have somebody's helped me along the way that I just, anybody that I could help by either one, showing them what not to do which is usually the case, you know, then they can learn from me and not make that same mistake. Yeah. But hopefully one day I'll, you know, give somebody some good advice and help them along the way is the goal, I guess. Well, you do give advice out, don't you? And, and I've seen your videos and your, your one minute ties um, that you've done on, on YouTube and whatnot. I mean, that's oh, yeah. They're that, a lot of fun. That's, uh, a, that's advice. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just hopefully somebody out there sees something, learns a trick I've learned over the years from somebody else, and it helps them in their tying or um, whatever they're trying to accomplish. You know, it's funny. You're, you're kind of straight to the point. So, like, straight to the point. Like, what is, is – I mean, is it important for you to give back to to anyone that's out there? Like, or how do you feel about that, like, giving back to people when they when they look at you or they message you saying, hey, man, I did your fly. Thanks for showing me this, this you know, simple trick. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is when I got into fly tying, um, I took maybe a different approach than most people. I took a class up at uh, my local ski resort. Um, they have a fly fishing school there or program or guide service. And I saw on Instagram like, hey, come up and tie flies every Thursday night for the whole summer. And it's X amount of dollars, almost like a season pass. And I was like, Hey, uh, I talked to my wife. I'm like, Hey, would you care? This seems like I, I wouldn't want to. It was a lot of fun. Do you care if I do this all summer? She said, go for it. I think now she regrets that she let me do that. Um, because of the, you know, the amount of money I've spent on fly tying supplies and, and how much time I spent at the vice. But, um, you know, a, a lot was learned. It was a lot of fun. And 
hopefully um, I can share that passion with others. That's probably the goal, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, you know, bringing that around to full circle. I mean, I, I know you definitely inspired others. You've inspired myself as well. I mean, that's why we're having this conversation for sure. So it was fun. I, I, I did, appreciate that. Yeah, of course. I wanted to ask you about, about the tying and whatnot. Like, you've kind of built, and I know you, you told me, like, organically it grew and you know you you know you have no interest in selling flies and you just kind of you just like walk us through the story like you've built this mini empire on <laughs> i wouldn't call it a mini empire it's uh, so, so uh no yeah. offense go ahead yeah no offense to anyone out there that follows me but it's kind of a joke you know, between me and my uh, close friends that people want to follow me um, I don't get it. And it kind of just kept growing and growing and growing. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's been a fun journey and I, you know, I don't know where it's going or the end goal, but it definitely has kind of been like, what's going on here? Why is somebody wanting to follow someone that ties flies or something like that? And so it's, that's kind of been a, not so much a joke between us, uh, you know, me and my wife, especially, but it just hasn't ever made sense, but I just kept going with it. I think what really um, changed my whole social media, whatever you want to call it, is for about two years, I did a goal of tying a different fly every day. And occasionally I, I did the same fly, you know, two months later, three months later, but it was getting a device every day and tying one fly and posting it. And the posting, it was kind of my, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, you, you tell your friends so they, you know, they're following up with you. Me posting was the, okay, I didn't post today. Crap. I, I did. I failed on my goal. Yeah. But over time, man, I, man, I tried so many different flies and so many different patterns. And I think it really helped me get uh, a little bit from beginner to average quicker in fly tying. And so whenever anybody asks, I always encourage them just tie different patterns, watch different videos from different, you know, industry professionals or educators. There's tons of YouTube videos out there, but don't watch just one person tie it, watch 10 people tie it. And then you're going to pick up little tricks throughout every video that's embedded in the very, very middle. And you're going to be like, Oh, I can use that on this pattern. And I think that's where you really start to get it. And so, Anybody listening, if they are listening, um, you know, that's something I would encourage anyone to do is just don't get stuck watching the same guy do the same things, but there's hundreds of people out there and, you know, watch them do it and pick up little tips and tricks. So who, who inspires you in your time then in that, to follow that up? Oh, shoot, man. Um, there are tons of people out there. Um, um, I, I try to follow as many of them as I can, but um, what actually gets, I, I wouldn't say this is where I get most of my inspiration or whatever you want to call it, but I find myself uh, scrolling the hashtag uh, fly time quite often mm -hmm. um, because, you know, with the algorithm now and um, the way things are, it seems like it's always feeding me who they want me to see or who's trending or who's getting the most likes or comments they always seem to pop up first so in this feed it's chronological like how it used to be 
Mm-hmm. And so that's where I really, really enjoy seeing, you know, somebody I've never seen tie before, seeing why they do it, you know, because it's a global thing. And so you got tires from, you know, to Scandinavia to South Africa to Canada, all on social media that you can learn from. And most guys, you message them, they're super nice oh, yeah. and they're willing to help. Do you, so, do you get messaged a lot regarding your flies or like from guys like, Hey man, can you help me out? No, no, I, I don't, I, my flies are all super glue and, uh, you know, uh, epoxy. So no one really messages me. It's all just duct taped under the hook. <laughs> but, uh, no, I get a few messages every now and then. And yeah. I always, uh, I'm probably known for being quick to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll second that for sure. So. No, it's funny. But I basically live on my cell phone for work, so a notification on Instagram is the same as me getting a text or an email. I treat them all the same mm-hmm. um, because if I don't respond then, I'm not going to respond. I'll, I'll forget. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. If I uh, put things off, then for sure you never get around to to doing it. So here's where I want to ask you then: when you're tying your flies, like what's your what's your inspiration? Are you like, hey, today I'm going to do salt water. I'm going to do still water. I'm going to do. I noticed um, lately that you've been doing a lot of like um, uh, poppers. That, that's, that's different. Um, lately, I've been on a popper kick, yeah. is of course because I've been targeting uh, bass. And so I've been following, uh, you know, chatting with a few different bass fishermen out there. Uh, a key thing is when I find somebody that seems to have a lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. I don't try to pick their brain. I ask, where did you learn from? What, what books did you read? Um, or what YouTube videos do you follow or who do you follow? And then I, not that I don't want them as the source, but I like to know where they got their inspiration from. Yeah, and so I've got a collection of books on poppers, and it's it's amazing the knowledge you can find in them. It almost breaks it down. I can't remember what the one's called, but the Encyclopedia of Poppers or something. Uh, Designing popper sliders and divers by Stephen Switzer or something. Um, and it just is like an encyclopedia for poppers. Like everything I tried to figure out was all in this book, and it took me you know a year and a half to find it that through asking different people. Yeah. Yeah. But now you've narrowed it down, right? But, um, as for what, some nights I sit down device, I have no idea what I'm going to tie, but I also usually I'm tying for upcoming trips. Um, usually it's, um, I've been driving around. I, I do a lot of driving for work and I'm constantly just thinking about flies and fly fishing because I pass all these rivers and lakes and, you know, I get calls from a few friends that are fly tires and we, we talk about flies all day and, you know, Hey, I thought of this, what do you think? And so I'd say it just comes from a uh, a lot of just thinking about it. And some of my ideas pan out to be complete failures and others uh, seem to work out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at it, it's like, I've seen everything that I've sort of seen that you've tied is like, I just, I, I don't know. I'm inspired by it. I like it. Um, one of the, I one of the, that. one of the ones that you've tied, uh, that you did for fun again, cause for those that don't know who you are, I mean, you, you're a pretty humorous guy, right? I've seen your videos. I've, I, it, I, you have to, I, right? I, I try to have a little bit of fun. I think TikTok uh, ruined me on social media, made me so everyone knows I'm not serious now, but, uh, <laughs> we had, me and my kids had a ton of fun with TikTok videos. Do you? Do you? So some of those videos were my kids saying, "Hey, Dad, we should do this." But yeah. and 
I don't know if you remember, but I had the, you know, I've got those mugs that uh, um, uh, Scally Designs painted, like a fish skin Yeti. Yes, yeah. Well, well, me and my one boy, we made the video. We're like, hey, what if we put a fish in it and put it in the fridge, and then it, we popped it out, and then it had the skin on it, and he thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so we made it happen. And then my seven-year-old, I showed him the video, and he goes, oh, that's how they're made. I'm like, no, no, that's not how they're made. It's painted. And he's like, oh, that makes sense now. He's like, so we got to go catch a tiger trout to make a tiger trout mug. I'm like, no. Hilarious. And so that's when I knew it was it was a good video. Hilarious, I like it. No, and you, you know, yeah, the other video. have a little bit of fun with it. You, you got to. I remember the video where you cut your hair. I mean, that was that oh. was. Oh. That was shocking. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I anyway, I had a rough day at work. I got my hair caught in a shelf on my truck, and then I zipped my beard into my vest. And I came home and I was just so sick of it and I was going to cut it. And then I thought, wait a second. And then I just did some takes before I cut it and then went in and shaved my head and came out and did the other cuts. And I thought it was hilarious. It was. And I think a lot of other people too. So It definitely was. The reaction was kind of shocking. It was kind of funny. So um, absolutely. And then, you know, another, another video or another um, post I remember that you did went that, that went, um, you know, and pretty big was when you did that Lego fly. Do you remember the your? Oh, the yeah. Lego fly. Uh, yeah, I remember what, that. So what was that? Is that just screwing around, or tell us about that? No. Uh, so I actually just connected with the guy, and I totally forgot about it. But I am. Um, I had like um, so a guy named uh, uh, Rich uh, Strollis posted a photo of a, a Lego piece and a hook. And he said, this is where fly tying's come. There's no skill. It's just putting Legos on hooks, basically gluing up. Gluing. I can't remember what he said exactly, but I had a, I had that forwarded to me by like 30 people. And they're like, dude, he's totally making fun of you. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, this isn't what I do. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden I was talking with a friend and he goes, you know what? It'd be really cool if you did tie or make a fly out of Legos. And he goes, if anyone could do it, you could do it. And I go, well, I love Legos and I love fly tying. And so we, we, we narrowed down about five patterns that were so traditional that we thought it would be, you know, the ultimate, um, what do you call it? Hypocrisy, not hypocrisy, but you know, the ultimate joke because it's such a traditional fly. Yeah. And then, um, my kids were all in bed early one night and I can't remember what movie I put on. And all of a sudden I just got out their Lego bin. And started finding pieces, trying to make one of these five flies, and the parachute atoms was what worked out. And I, I, I didn't want to glue any parts together, but in order to get the hackle to look like a Coachman Brown and a Grizzly, I had to, of course, glue those on. And so that was the only part I didn't like about that fly. But it was, a, it was a ton. I, I had a blast trying to figure out how to make it. And luckily, I had tight enough for the parachute atoms that I knew, you know, what it needed to look like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I played with Legos my whole life. And so we just kind of created it. And about, what was it, a month ago, Rich messaged me. He's like, oh, yeah, I hope there's no beef between us. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, the whole Lego fly thing. And I go, dude, I didn't even think about that. Like, I just had fun with what somebody sent me. And then thought, 
hey, this is the challenge. Let's see if we can do it. Oh, you and then, you, uh, you nailed it, man. We've had yeah, we've had some good chats, and that's actually I, I didn't realize I didn't follow him, um, and now I follow him. He's a great tire and uh, tied some killer um, streamer patterns, and he posts daily. And uh, I I think he's a commercial tire, so he's always so yeah. I mean, that's a prime example of how you know social media connected me with somebody that yeah. uh, way more skilled than me. Um, but I took an idea that somebody else was kind of, I, I guess he would maybe could be complaining about in the industry, mm-hmm. but it, it inspired something I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. It's, it's funny so, how, it's funny how it turns around like that, but you know, in, in the end, all I know is it was a good post. It was a good fly, uh, Lego fly. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if and, I ever get some time. There's going to be a generation two. I have I a killer idea. But. Just was going to ask you is like, we're going into 2020 here. We're in COVID. You got a, a lot of time on your hands. Do we have a new one coming out? I was just going to ask you. That. Uh, I, that's the thing I wish. So I, I actually have stopped at four Lego stores throughout the last year. Um, trying to find the parts for it because I don't want to spend, you know, 50 bucks ordering them through the Lego store. And so far, I've come up short every time. But um, that's the sad part is I wish I had more time. During COVID, um, my work actually uh, picked up. And so I was on the road more than I've been in years. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping to you know, make more YouTube videos, but I've been going nonstop for about four months, which is I, I consider myself extremely lucky for that. But um, I definitely miss the vice right now. How, like, let me ask you this: Like, how do you how do you cope with with everything you got going on? You know, you're a family guy. Um, you've got you're involved with heavily involved with baseball. You got your job, yet you're still always producing. You know, flies consistently. You you run an online business and you're creating YouTube content. Like, what's your what's um, your secret? Lack of sleep. Good answer. <laughs> so I usually am up till. Um, two or three in the morning and get up at uh, six and go to work. Mm-hmm. That um, that's why most guys, when, you know, they always talk about, Hey, when can you, you need to go live? And I'm like, dude, I can only go live when my kids are in bed. And that's usually midnight, one o'clock. Cause that's about when I finish paperwork. So. Yeah. And what would the benefit but, uh, be? Yeah, it, like, what would the benefit be to you? Like going live? I mean, really? Like, what? No, I, it's just, I don't know. I, that seems to be the thing, especially during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was going live. It was almost like you couldn't even keep track of it all. And um, But uh, it's just about having fun. It's a way, so going live for me is a way that I can um, interact with a few buddies on social media, um, almost like we're tying together. Mm-hmm. And there's actually been, a couple talks of like doing like zoom meetings where we're just tying and hanging out. And the advantage to that is we can be all over the country. Uh, and that's kind of fun, you know, just sitting tying cause it's not very often I can, you know, take, you know, go to a fly shop on a Wednesday night and tie flies for three hours with all those guys that have all the time in the world. Yeah, cause exactly. I don't. Exactly. Yeah. And cool. so social media allows me to be more flexible on, doing stuff like that which i really like you know you but, um the more you the more you tie flies the less you fish so if you're already strapped for time you still got to get out and hit the water 
It works that way with podcasting too. The more you podcast, the less you fish. Trust me. Oh yeah, that's, you're in the same boat. So you're you're sacrificing fishing and family time right now. I am. I I definitely am. And I mean, that's just how it goes, right? I mean, we're we're both sitting here talking right now. Um, you know, and the family. so it's good to get to know you. I've never really talked with you, and that's this yeah. is what it's all about, you know. Well, it's pretty, and the more people. It's the it's the family. You know what I mean? We're just extending our family. So that's kind of yeah. you know that's that's what's cool about it, right? So you know when we. Oh yeah, for sure. I totally agree. When I ask you, like, about, you know, what's next for you, and I know um, you kind of have some funny stories, which I want to get into later, about your about your store and your shop and starting your shirts, and you did a puzzle again and all that sort of stuff. But what, like, what oh, it... puzzle. That was a nightmare. <laughs> tell me about... Well, you know, I, I, I actually heard secondhand through, uh, through, through uh, Ryan Taylor. I did an interview with him when we were talking, and your name came up. And... Uh, He's it, a stud. He's like, oh, I just phoned that guy, and uh, this is a little backstory for the audience here. But he goes, man, I just got off the phone with that guy, but he's really stressed out. I'm like, why was he stressed out? He's like, because he bought this like five thousand piece puzzle, and they're tiny pieces, and it's <laughs> fucking just like going on about it. And I'm like, I'm howling the way he's telling the story. Like, I'm like howling. He's like, yeah. I'm like, that is kind of crazy. So you know what? Tell us the real story. What's going on? What is it? What happened with the puzzle? So I just, uh, I don't know, somebody, like I said, always inspired by somebody else. Um, somebody did a, a portrait of their family and like submitted it and got a puzzle and they did it during COVID. And so I was like, hey, this would be a great family, you know, activity, you know, keep my kids entertained and, you know, be something fun that I would enjoy. And so I ordered it and I found a website where they said they'd have it to me in five days. I said, sweet, let's do it. So next thing I know, I just upload the image and the puzzle shows up and I realize there's a lot of white pieces and there's no shades of white. It's just all white. <laughs> and, and so I sorted them out and my kids started helping me, but then they realized how many white pieces there were. So the next thing I knew, I was doing it by myself. And the kids were watching movies and I was just working on the puzzle and I almost had to force myself to do it. And um, respect to the artist who did my image, um, Ryan Keene, he, he put so much detail that I didn't notice until it was blown up into that puzzle. Um, and it was really fun. My kids helped me put together the colored parts. But then as soon as we got to the white parts, I, it just became a nightmare. Um, I think I spent five hours on it one night and got four pieces. Um, but then as you, as I progressed and got more and more pieces, the time sped up. And so when I had the last, you know, 150 for the top part, I think I did that in an hour, you know, so it definitely progressed, but Oh my gosh, those first four pieces. My wife could tell you stories because it was like the middle of the night, kids are asleep, and all of a sudden I would get a piece after trying for like an hour of just putting a piece in every slot, and I would just scream, yes! <laughs> and it would, you know, scare the crap out of her. Um, but, I mean, I've never been so excited to get one piece. And uh, I actually bought the puzzle from my mother-in-law, too, because she loves puzzles, and she said it was the hardest one she's ever done. Oh, I think you're on to something there. Yeah, she finished before me. She did it in about four days or five days, but I think she worked on it a lot. And uh, But me, on the other hand, I got busy during COVID and was working more, and I uh, didn't have time for it. 
but it's finished now. It's, uh, I epoxied it basically four or five times. So it's not coming apart again. <laughs> my wife said, do you want to take it apart and redo it? And I said, never in my life. I'll burn it before I do that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. But we're, I, I'm going to frame it eventually. It's just sitting here in my office and, uh, I think it'll be kind of a cool memory of uh, 2020 COVID, you know, quarantine. 2020 COVID and a hell of a lot of hours. I like it. So. Oh, yeah, that thing was miserable. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Ryan when he told me that. I was just I'm still laughing. But now to hear it from you is is even funnier. So hilarious. Yeah, he's, but, a, he's an awesome guy. We were, we were talking a little bit about, you know, he's helping me out with some more classic patterns and, Oh, and that's dude. what it's about. He he's yeah. like he's like, dude, can I call you right now and walk you through it? Like I'll get out and tie with you. I'm like, well, dude, let's do it. And all of yeah. a sudden, I've got an expert, you know, that's willing to help me uh, learn something that I can't even, you know, it's hard to read about and figure out. Yeah, he. That's what we talked about was his classic patterns. Plus, the fact that he ties these classic patterns in his hand. I mean, that that's yeah. Like like advice wasn't hard enough. It's like no, it's tied in my hand. So it's just crazy. Yeah, he's definitely got some skill. Yeah, you, you bet he does. So, um, speaking of skill, where where are you going next with everything? Like, where where do you? I know at the beginning you said, you know, you said you don't really have a plan and all that sort of stuff, and you're doing this for fun. But I mean, you know, do you do you kind of see a direction that you want to take things? Yeah, uh, fishing and time flies. That's the direction we go. Um, like I don't know where else to go no. uh, i have zero desire to like do a fly shop i have zero desire to uh guide or you know go into that area yeah. i don't really see myself um venturing down you know my personal business is is far more i'd rather focus far more on that than trying to expand another business mm-hmm. um I have been helping out my cousin. He, he launched a uh, uh, fly fishing apparel company called Wade Deep. Oh, and yeah, I've been yeah. helping him out with that. And that's been kind of a fun venture to see um, an, an image go from, you know, paper to model to product back from the factories um, to finished product. And then, you know, of course, he got a patent on it and that that's been really cool to see that process um but um yeah i don't really have a goal or end goal it's just tie flies and, and fish there's not there's probably n- it man there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> you know that yeah you I, know that i think when you try to turn it into a business is where a lot of people lose the passion for um, you know, I just, I've, I've gotten into some arguments with guys on social media and I'm just like, dude, you're forgetting what it's like to not, not, not to torture the fish by setting the hook in a fish. But when you, you, you place it out there and the fish takes it and you set that hook and you feel your rod do that wiggle jiggle, not like you're not, not the tension of snagging on a tree or rock, but wiggle and know that there's a fish that you tricked into taking that fly you tied. It, it gets me every time. It doesn't matter how many fish. I mean, you know, there's guys that fish way more than I do and have probably caught thousands and hundreds of thousands of more fish than I do. But it, it still gets me every time, that excitement, that rush. And that's, it's not the torturing, you know, piercing the lip of a fish, but the whole adventure of it mm-hmm. that, 
uh, I think really gets me. And when, when you lose that, when you forget about that, when it gets so protocol and so normal and, you know, you catch 30 brown trout in a, in a river that are all, you know, 15 to 17 inches and you're just like, boom, hooks that, boom, hooks that. I, I, it doesn't seem as adventurous to me. No. And I know we talked off air and you're a still water guy, just like myself as well. I know because um, you, you brought up the river. So yeah, well, I had, we've yeah. got tons of rivers here. But I got in, I had too many negative experiences of people thinking they own the water that, uh, or you're trespassing on their property. Whereas here in Utah, most of the lakes, um, are state parks. And so for, you know, I think a state parks pass, I can't remember what I paid this year, but it's like 80 bucks or 90 bucks. And you have access to so many lakes that, you know, have, uh, you know, amenities like bathrooms and campsites and stuff like that, but they're bigger and you can spread out and you can explore so many more areas. Um, you know, one of the rivers here locally, the Provo river, it's what, 20 something miles. Mm-hmm from where it comes out of the, the high mountains and down into uh, a lake called Utah Lake. And it goes through, I think, two or three lakes on its way. But, you know, there's so much pressure on it because there's a population that that's the closest spot to fish. Whereas if I drive two hours, I'll go to a lake and I'll see maybe a few boats. Yeah. Maybe a couple of people from the shore. Such a and difference. And it, it's, it's more of an adventure more fun in my opinion i can also take my kids and send them out on a kayak while i'm fishing and don't have to worry about them being near a river mm-hmm. and what like what what are you fishing like what are you targeting in the in the lakes i I, I target anything that's swimming um i don't really go out i don't have the luxury of just planning to go out and target a certain species um i usually use flies that catch multiple species so um, I've been fishing a similar stretch of shoreline all spring and I've caught, uh, brown trout, um, rainbow trout, largemouth, smallmouth. Uh, I'd like to catch a wiper. I haven't caught one of them yet, uh, in the same area. A what? And it's all using a very similar fly. A wiper? Uh, oh, I'm changing out a wiper. It's a, it's a late, it's a fish, uh, out here, um, that we they put in a bunch of lakes to control uh, some of the population. Um, there's also tiger muskies in this lake. What? And um, uh, there's also chubs, which I caught a few of those, but I don't like catching chubs. So that, that, that's pretty much, I, I go to see what I can catch on certain flies. And uh, this, this spring's been a lot of balanced leeches. I got a few different colors that I like catching different um, fish on the same color pattern. Then I know, mm-hmm. you know, that's one I want to you know, usually take out more and not, uh, I have a little bit more confidence in it. When you fish your balance leeches, are you indicator fishing under those? Like, you, cause that's what we do yeah, up here. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Remind yeah, me. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that Go ahead. do it a little bit differently. I think it's the lock style or whatever, where you're using like, um, a sink tip line and just twitching it in slightly. Um, but I, I, I enjoy the indicator cause usually I've gotten two hours of sleep and it's a lot easier to just watch that indicator <laughs> go down. I like it. At least you're honest, right? 
Yep, yeah, and I'll be honest, I also cheat and I use uh, like a one inch versus a three quarter indicator so that it sets the hook for me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, I like it. So. That, that's not always the case, but it's happened a couple times where the hook got set just from the indicator. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm awake. That's funny. So, you know, as we were talking here, I just, I, I had to pull it up this like wiper fish, man. Like it kind of looks like a bass. Um. Yeah, so it's white. a cross between a white bass and a oh shoot, you're putting me on the spot here. It's a it's basically a a white bass yeah. and I think a striper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it, like it's got the stripes on the side, and it looks like like the smallmouth, largemouth. I mean, it looks like a bass. Yeah, right here it says a uh, cross between a white, uh, a male white bass and a female striped bass. So um, cool. they get semi big. Um, there's a few reservoirs here in Utah that they get, uh, you know, moderately big. I haven't caught a big one yet. Um, not that it's all about size, but um, I definitely felt what it's like to catch a, you know, an eight to twelve pounder because it almost ripped the freaking fly rod out of my hand. Crazy. And then it charged the boat and I caught off. But the guy I was with, um, he caught a bunch of them that were, you know, in the eight to twelve pound range. Well, the world record is in Utah. There you are at Newcastle Reservoir. Oh, okay. That's, That's good to know. There you are. Crazy. You know what? You just taught me something. I never heard of a wiper in my life. I'm, I'm yeah, hot. and that's uh, our fishing game here in Utah has been. Um, stocking them in more and more reservoirs from what I've read about. And I guess to it, help control some of the fish they want to get rid of. Yeah. And that's what I can say. I guess it's, it's, it's a purpose fish and the purpose is to try and, you know, deplete the, the chub maybe or something, something else. I, I mean, I, I have no idea. I'm not in, involved with fishing game down there. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a reservoir. They introduced these and tiger muskies into uh, about three years ago, maybe. Well, those are aggressive. And when yeah, we'd yeah. ice fish there, when we ice fish there, we'd get a hundred chubs, um, you know, the whole time we're there and maybe a couple cutthroat. Yeah. Well, the last time I fished there was last winter and I had to work to find a chub because I had my boys with me and I'm like, we've got to catch at least a fish. The chubs are easy. And then all I was catching was cutthroat. Then- so I think it definitely helped. Um, they maybe know what they're doing. And so uh, definitely help deplete the chubs and get some other fish like, you know, the, the cutthroat are getting a little bit bigger and, and thriving a little bit better. That's probably, I mean, again, I don't know, um, but I'm assuming that's probably the goal for sure. So, yeah. Yep, definitely. That's awesome. That's, yeah, it's cool. I, I, hey, man, I'm I'm excited you taught me something there. So for sure. Well, there you go. Yeah, you know, it's never too late to learn. So, well, <clears throat> excuse me. You know what, Sven? I want to ask you. So, what uh, what's going on with like the? You got a, an online store? Yeah, I got a store. I guess it's uh, whatever, just a website, um, SvenDiesel dot com. Basically, um. A few years back, I had Ryan design a logo for me that I was just kind of like, hey, let's let's have some fun with this. Is that then, Taylor again? Um, a guy. What was that? Is that Ryan Taylor again? 
Uh, no, Ryan Keen. Oh, Ryan um, Keen, yeah. I can't remember his handle. It's like RPK Art or something on social media. He's a really talented artist. And I just said, hey, I got this idea. Like, can you create this? Because I know you've done other people's logos. And so he did it and nailed it like 100%. And then um, some other buddies I've been fishing with that I met through uh, social media, um, his wife does a print shop. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden he goes, Hey, I'm going to make some shirts. If you send the logo down, I said, cool. So then I started wearing it and you know, they, they printed some for themselves and we'd wear them and we'd go fishing. It was a lot of fun, but I kept getting messages about t-shirts and t-shirts and t-shirts. And so I'd order like 10 at a time or 20 at a time and, you know, send them out to people. And then I realized, you know, there's gotta be an easier way. And so my wife's like, let's just make a website. And so we threw up the website and that first weekend we sold like a ton of shirts. Like it was just like everybody wanted one. It was great. And then I haven't sold one since. So, <laughs> but no, I've had, a, I've, I've, I've had a few shirts, but it, it's just kind of been like, Hey, I'm going to order some shirts and then I throw them up there. But generally I just wear them or yeah. give them to some friends and we're the ones that wear them. So, but well, if anybody wants one, they're on there, but um, I don't really do it for like to have a store. Yeah. Uh, I, I have like flies on there if I can ever stock them, um, I usually don't really keep them heavily loaded because I'd rather tie for myself and fish. But, um, you know, like, uh, Firehole Outdoors reached out to me and he's like, Hey, would you want to do some custom logo magnetic boards? I said, well, sure, let's do five. And he said, cool. And then next thing I know, I think we, I don't remember how many we printed and sold, but I think it's like 40 or 50 of them. So it's weird that people want it, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely cool. Um, in my opinion, and that's why I had them made. And then like, uh, John with Scally designs is like, Hey, let's do some mugs. I said, cool, let's do it. So I'm just, um, it's kind of a win-win for us. I try to promote his art, you know, try to promote Firehole Outdoors. So, you know, they, you know, yeah. it works out both ways. So. No, I, I hear you, man. It's, you know, rolling with the punches, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, guys all the time are messaging me, hey, how much for a popper? Like, hey, can you do like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 dozen of them? And I'm like, no. Um, well, you know what? Let, I don't. Let, let's, you know, since we're talking about that, right now, let's explain explain to me why you can't do it. Just to set your, so that, you know what I mean? We're clarifying. Well, well, for me, um, if I'm going to tie a fly for somebody else, like say you want um, balance leeches, shoot, a dozen poppers, or a dozen balance leeches, yep. whatever. I know how much time that's going to take me. A dozen balance leeches, if I tie for myself, would take me hour, hour and a half, maybe. For for you, I'd probably spend two hours because it's for somebody else. So I want to mm-hmm. make sure they're perfect. Uh, that's two hours away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's time that, you know, I work 60 hours a week. And so I'm on the road a lot. And so when I'm home, if I'm going to be tying flies for somebody else, I've got to be making as much money as I would if I was out on the road working to justify, you know, not being in with my kids, you know, hanging out, you know, playing board games or jumping on their, you know, Nintendo and playing with them or, you know, some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, a lot of guys kind of are blatantly rude back when they go, you know, like someone just today, how much for one of your poppers? I said, well, I started them at 35 bucks. And he's like, what? And I go, well, well, yeah, just the order of the materials is, you know, 
five bucks or so, maybe 10, I don't know. I never actually priced it out. And then it takes me, I do three coats of resin and that cures overnight. I take them out in the sun. I make sure it's a really good, solid, no tack. And then I tie the fly to it with different super glues and resins. And then I do another cure on it. And so I said, it's not a five minute deal. And they don't get that. And I said, well, that's fine. Why are you asking me then? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we clarified that because, you know, at the end of the day, like when you came on to this podcast, you said the first thing you said was, I tie for myself and that's what you enjoy is to tie in for yourself. Yeah, and, and for those in you said, and, I don't and, know why and, people follow me. And that's, yeah, I think that's that's great because you do tie for yourself and you do have an audience that follows you and, and supports you. And I want to say I just tie for myself because when I, when I first got back into it, um, I had a unique experience with a club um, up at a local uh, Lake Strawberry Reservoir. Um, I'm sure maybe some people listening have heard of it. But I, I showed up in, in my kayak and I had like a, 12 flies from Cabela's that I just bought and you know and I'm sitting there and I'm getting all ready and this guy comes over to me an older gentleman and he goes hey you're going out in these waves I said oh yeah I'm gonna kayak no big deal and he's like you don't have a trolling motor I said no and he's like what are you gonna do I said oh I'm gonna fly fish he's like oh what are you gonna use and I showed him my box and he goes hold up and he walks over to his you know he had a big pontoon type uh, uh rig pulls out like three boxes and comes over and he goes, let me see your box. And he took out, I I swear like three dozen of his flies and put them in my box. And he said, these are what you need for here. And I was just blown away by his generosity. So um, ever since then, I've always tried to, when I, you know, stop and talk to people on the water, I'm like, Hey, here's what's working. And I always try to have extra flies just in case they don't have them. And I can, you know, of course give them to them. And maybe that's why I need to charge a premium price because I give away too many flies. And so I need to somehow recoup all my um, expenses on the materials. But um, it's all about just giving back to that, you know, the sport that does so much for so many different people's um, in in their life. I mean, it's a huge de-stressor for me. I mean, that's pretty much why I think I fly tie. It just creates a calmness and work goes away. Stresses of life go away. And you can, in three to 15 minutes, have a start-to-finish product that catches fish. I love it, man. You know what? Before I let you go, I do want to ask you one more thing, and that's about your fly tying competition that you hold. Um, is it well, – I don't know exactly – I'm, you know, my ignorance here, and I should know. You ha- Every year you kind of hold this, like, this thing, and I think Douglas Outdoors was involved in it. I, I remember seeing that them involved. What, what, uh I've done a couple uh, fly contests just for fun. Um, it was uh, uh, one of those things that I just felt like so many people have been so generous to me. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to basically um, get somebody a, a sweet prize pack. And so I used a lot of my connections to, you know, get some goods so that, you know, somebody would, you know, get a pretty sweet package. And then we, we, we had a lot of fun. The first one was, um, it was, uh, spend a fly, spend a fly, your fly or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just take the fly and make it creative. And it was, it, there was a lot of fun, creative people that one, um, you, you, you got involved in a group of people that has fun tying flies. 
And there were also some negative people involved that, you know, kind of Debbie Downers, if you would. But, uh, you know, you can't, you got to rise above and just keep doing your thing. And so then we did another one, a spooky streamer. And that's the one Douglas Outdoors donated a rod to. And it was, it was a blast. But um, there was a lot of um, negativity and people attacking people. And I'm just like, dude, it's all about fun. Like, just, just stick to your French, you know, your Frenchies and nymph your life away. You know, just be miserable. And I actually got kind of more proactive on the defensive end, and I realized I didn't like where I, that was taking me. So I haven't really done any contests since then. Um, we did some challenges for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. I'd like to start those up, but then it just seems like there's so many fly contests and so many challenges during this COVID that I just haven't had any desire to even do it. So it's not really an annual or a necessary thing. It's just kind of more like when I feel like I want to do it, I'll do it. Perfect. And we hope you do do it just to end that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we hope you start it up again because it was kind of cool. And there's always going to be that negative voice from somewhere, right? No matter, oh, yeah. no matter it, what. It was, just, it, was amazing. it was just amazing to me to watch some dude or, or dudette or girl or mm-hmm. man or woman or, or yeah. kid yeah, yeah. that sits there and you watch their feet and they tie shoot, I don't know. They've been tying midges and, and, and nymphs or, you know, I don't know. They tie the same five flies over and over and over and over and over again. That's all they post. Yeah. But then all of a sudden I watch him tie an articulated streamer or, or a game changer or a, um, you know, a really like he took his mom's carpet from downstairs and and wrapped it around the shank of the hook and made a killer streamer. I'm like, that that right there, you tried it. You know it's not going to catch fish, or maybe it will. But it was you tried a new technique, you tried something new, and and that's the whole fun of it. Because right. if you're not trying new things or new techniques or new flies, then I can go I can go to the Provo River right now and put on a sow bug and catch fish all night. I can go year round and just fish sow bugs, mm-hmm. but that's not fun. And you're not growing. You're not growing as a tire. You're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's like, Hey, I figured out how to catch a fish. I'm just going to keep doing the same thing for the next 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'd no. save a ton of money though. Cause I'd only need to buy nymph hooks and uh sow dub <laughs> and some red thread and orange thread. And then I'd be done. I would never have to invest in anything else. <laughs> Maybe Costco. But it. I, think I, <laughs> I think I'd be bored to death. I'm sure you would. And that's it. my personality. I don't push that on anyone else. You don't have to do what I do. You can. I totally respect guys that do that, but to me, that just seems like just not progressing, staying the same. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, you know, and it, you know this the sport that we're in. It's all about progressing. You know, going from freshwater, saltwater, learning new casts, all this sort of stuff. So yeah, that's something. So that's on my. If you want to know where I want to go, I want to go more salt fishing. I've only been once, and it was a riot. Um, I didn't catch hardly. I caught one fish. I didn't even get it to shore because a wave knocked me down. But it was so much fun being out in the waves. And then I want to learn how to uh, uh, spay cast. Oh, that... uh, we, we don't have a use for it here um, because, you know, my river. I, 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 I've been talking about spay casting on the still water, though. Oh, yeah. And um, I I just, I can't justify the investment right, uh, right now because I need a different rod, different line. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely something that is on my horizon to learn because we always got to be learning. 
Man, if they open those borders, I'll get you up here. We can speak cast some rivers. That's for sure. So it's a, uh, it's a blast. Yeah, to- I mean, it's, it's one of those things I just got to find somebody to bribe them with some smoked, uh, you know, pulled pork in exchange for, you know, or, you know, red, you know, paying for a guide that knows how to do it or paying for the instruction. We'll just um, get, we'll just get you, you know, what? we'll just get you in BC. You can spay cast for some steelhead. That'll uh, put a smile on your face and, you know, it won't cost much, maybe a balanced leech or a popper or two. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a plan. It'd be a blast. I mean, they're going for a premium, right? So for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know what, Sven, uh, it's been awesome talking to you, man. It's just such a such a cool conversation. Yeah, we just kind of like all over the place, and I, I love it. I love the natural uh, conversation here. So, but before I let you go, is there anything you want to say to the audience? Any last words? Uh, yeah. Uh, live, live long and pro. No, I'm kidding. That's patented, or you know, some uh, coin phrase. Just, just have fun fly fishing, fly tying. Awesome. Life's too short to focus on the negatives. Yeah, and give back to the community. Couldn't agree more with that, man. So, uh, oh, pick up some trash next time you're out on the water. That's a good one. Pick up some trash and put it in your net and throw it in the dumpster. You know, everyone else isn't doing that part. You know what's funny is you, everyone knows I do the the other show, my show, Guided, um, sponsored by Scientific Anglers, and all the when I ask the guides at the end of it, they that's the the number one thing they all say when I'm like any, any last words. They're all like, take one piece out, or you know. Don't, you know, pack it in, pack it out. It's funny. So I'm glad you're saying that too. That's just, you know, it's so important to do. Yeah, so. for, for a while there, I was really good. I've been slacking lately, but there's a organization, Fish for Garbage. They say every yes. time you go, fill your net on your way out. That's right. There is the fish. And there's dumpsters everywhere you exit usually. I mean, or just throw it in the back of your rig and dump it in your trash at home. Not a big deal. Man. I, but that way we're uh, always leaving it better than we uh, arrived to. So. Couldn't agree more. What did, Justin Pickett and I once said, don't be a douche, bring it out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that should be the next T-shirt. There we go. There It'll you go. be are. on the website. But don't be a douche, months. pack it out. I think that's what we said. It's on <laughs> one of our podcasts. We talked all about that. So that's hilarious you brought it up. Your next T-shirt with your uh, with your logo. I love it. Um, yeah, there we go. If someone wanted to buy a T-shirt, reach out to you, ask you silly questions, or uh, pay premiums for poppers, where could they do that? Uh, if you want a t-shirt or flies, uh, svendiesel.com. If you, you know, want to be bored and watch YouTube, it's Sven Diesel on YouTube, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I think it's Sven Diesel. Um, and all those places have links to my email or just direct message me. That seems to be the quickest way usually. Awesome. I'm going to make sure I put all those details within our show notes for the show. So, and I definitely want to thank you, uh, Sven, for being a guest on the show. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been awesome, man. No, for sure. And audience, I want to thank you guys as well. So, thank you. You've been listening to the Fly Fishing Insider Podcast. If you like this podcast episode, please let us know. Leave a review and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.